And as the Lord said after they had supped, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink it henceforth, or I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. We'll still remember for eternity in some remembrance service, and it may be tied with some of the sacrifices of the millennial temple and things that happened there, what the Lord did for us. And he's going to do it again with these 12 at least and uh, maybe representing all the church in the Father's kingdom. That will be something different, won't it? With the Lord there. He, he's the one that leads the service. <laughs> That'll be something. Let's go back a few pages. Well, I'm in Matthew already. Chapter 22. Hmm. We've been looking at disputes from chapter 21 and verse 1. We looked at the crises that happened there, down to verse 22. We looked at the disputes and the causes for these disputes because of the disbelief. And in the causes, he, the Lord Jesus gave three parables. This is the cause for these disputes between you and me, the religious leaders and the Lord Jesus. He gave them a parable about obedience and its reward, about obstinance and its result, and about opportunity and its rejection. And they did the negative on everything, these, the religious leaders. We come now to the cases that is the cases of the dis in dispute here, where he brings some cases forward, the Lord Jesus, in verses 15 to 46 of chapter 22. And these, well, the Lord didn't actually bring them on. The anger of the religious leaders after the three parables were rebuked to them, and they knew he was talking about them, that brought them on, and they really got fired up. And we have these cases before us. As you go to chapter 22 and verse 15. Now, I don't know if Brother John read the passage this afternoon, but in your prayer, you prayed what we're going to touch on. So that happens. The Lord knew, didn't he? And so <clears throat> it, I, I, I pay attention to those sort of things, the Lord directing. And then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. <laughs> They took counsel. It sounds like somewhere else in the Bible that I read that the nations take counsel together. Yes. Chapter 1 of Psalm, is it, or chapter 2? Psalm 2. And then there they take counsel against the Lord and his anointed. Hey, you say, how, how, how could they? Well, people are doing it everywhere and all the time in their own personal lives. They're taking counsel against the Lord. And this is what these people were doing here. <clears throat> The Pharisees rejected the truth of Christ as their Messiah. They didn't repent. Instead, they instigated to plot his demise and his death. They took counsel. Any man's counsel, any nation's counsel, <laughs> Iran's counsel, to take counsel against the Lord's people is not going to work. <laughs> They're not going to drive Israel into the sea. No matter how many men they deploy, no matter if they get the atomic bomb, they're not going to do it. 
And that's the scripture. And we can say, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Not going to happen. Whether it be Turkey, whether it be Iran, or whether it be Russia. All those forces combined is not going to help. In fact, we could say if they were willing to listen and they wouldn't listen to something like this, <laughs> that they're going to get there on the mountains and they're going to fight each other to death. That's what the Bible says. They turn on each other. Why? Because of Shia and Sunni in that group just there. We've mentioned those nations and they will, they will fight toward each other. Look what's happening in Saudi Arabia and the, in the, in the Arabian Peninsula there and, and in Syria. But anyway, these people are taking counsel. It doesn't work when you take counsel against the Lord. It doesn't work if you're in a church and take counsel against the good word of God. If the word's been preached and faithfully preached, not, not liberally preached or not apostatized or not twisted, um, not rested to bring about their own interpretation, if you're there and take counsel against the, war, the word, I'd say you're in trouble. You're in trouble spiritually if you take counsel against the truth of God's word. And we need to be very careful how we tread on the word and what's being said. So they didn't realize that they were up against deity, the incarnate, omniscient son of God. And so are we. And things haven't changed much. I've written down here. People still take counsel against the Lord and against his servants, against those that preach the truth. The plan was devised. Let's pray and ask the Lord to teach us some of the things from this portion. Thank you, Lord, for these disputes that came because of the hardness of the hearts of these people, and they give us many answers to a lot of questions, even our daily life today. Lord, let us heed the word of God. Hear it, heed it, do it. Lord, put it into our heart and practice these wonderful truths. And Lord, may we not do the erroneous thing of taking counsel against the Lord and his anointed and his plan and purpose in our lives. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so the plan was devised in verse 15 and the plan is deployed in verse 16 to 45. You see, it wasn't just the um, Herodians. Do we have them mentioned here? Yes, in verse 16. It wasn't just the Herodians. They said, okay, we, we attack first. You attack second, and you attack third. And I'm surprised there's not a fourth attack from the scribes. They may have had one devised, but they thought, huh, he's beaten us every time. By the end of the chapter, they're done in. They've no more arguments. You can't debate deity. You can't debate the word of God. I've seen Christians, Christians that fight against God's will and purpose in their life, against the principles of Scripture, and eventually, and it might take 20, 30, 40 years, they come unstuck. And come unstuck in a terrible way at the end. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it in this life. And it certainly won't be worth it in eternity. Yeah, Christians can get against the word. Set themselves up. Uh, remember who you're fighting. Remember who you're against. It's omniscience. It's deity. Well, the plan was deployed. They said, first of all, as they got together and had counsel about this, let, <clears throat> that they might entangle him in his talk. Let's all have a go. And they sent out unto him the, their, dis, their disciples with the Herodians saying, so these Herodians, let's call these ones the royalists. If you've got your bulletin, you follow along in the outline, the back page, I think it is. 
the royalists. They were setting their trap. Notice, first of all, their deceit in verse 16 and 17. And they set out, sent out unto him the, their disciples, the Herodians, saying, Master, Master, we know thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Butter up, butter up. <laughs> Neither carest thou for any man. You've got your opinion and you give it. You're good at this. For thou regardest not the persons of men. That, that's a good commendation, isn't it? But the reason that commendation is given of the Lord is not a good reason. <clears throat> How they did it. <laughs> they tried to flatter the Lord by calling him master, by saying he was true, and by saying he only spoke God's way of truth and he didn't regard man's opinions. And that was right. But the reason they were giving it, you see, you can say a right thing in a wrong way for a wrong reason too. And they were saying it for a wrong reason. They were wanting to boast on him to make him unsuspecting of the attack that was about to be thrown at him. Let's go to Psalm 78 and verse 32 in the Old Testament. <clears throat> hey, watch out for the devil. He's like a shining light. He'll come in buttering you up. Saying good. The Lord said, uh, be careful if all men speak well of you. There's something wrong. <laughs> You're something wrong in maybe your own life if all men are speaking well of you. It's good to have those that don't speak well of you because then you know you're stirring the pot or something, stirring up those that are against the truth. In spiritual matters I'm speaking. Verse 32 of Psalm 78 we read, For all this they sinned still, and believed not on his wondrous works. Am I in Psalm 78? Yep, verse 32, oh, down to 38. That's, I wasn't picking it up yet. <laughs> Therefore their days did he in, consume in vanity, and their years in trouble. When he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Isn't God good? Huh. Even when they were flattering him with their words. How can we flatter God with our words? We can do it in prayer, can't we? Can, Lord, Lord, have we not done this and have we not done that? Uh, yes, you're a good God. And then you say, but. And they did it. They flattered God. They come to the temple. They come to church, you could say. They offered their sacrifices. They repeated the prayers. They did it right on the day, on the dot, and they brought the right sacrifices. Yet it was all from the head and not the heart. They were flattering, trying to flatter God. You, you can't flatter God. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need a pat on the back. We need to say thank you and we need to respect, but he doesn't need our flattery, as verse 36 says. Let's go to um, the book of Proverbs, chapter 20 and verse 19. Proverbs 20 and verse 19. It reads there, 
he that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Have you ever had someone do that? They flatter you, they butter you up, but if you know them from time past, they're doing this for a reason. Wait for the reason. <laughs> and it shouldn't be Christians, shouldn't be doing that. F flattery. Um, <clears throat> 29 of Proverbs and verse 5 says the same thing about this flattery business. A man that flattereth with his neighbour spreadeth a net for his feet. So watch out if you're the flatterer. You're, doing, you're setting a snare for your own feet. In Job 32, 21 to 22, it speaks about it. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 5, we'll turn to that one. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 5, it speaks about flattery in the New Testament. <coughs> where we read, neither, For neither at any time use we flattering words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness. Paul could say that to the Thessalonians. We didn't flatter you. We didn't butter you up. We told you the truth. You responded to the gospel. You got saved. He did encourage them in their Christian walk. You sent once and again to my necessity, he said in another portion of scripture. And uh, they were people that were sincere about their love for the Apostle Paul. So watch out for their deceit, the enemy's deceit. These were really this is the Herodians were really the political party among the Jews who had accepted Herod's or the Romans, the Roman puppet's rule over them. They said, don't fight it, just go with it. Accept the rule of the Romans. <clears throat> These and the Sadducees got on. The other two were the Pharisees and the scribes. They got on. The Herodians and the Sadducees were the liberals of the day. The Pharisees and the scribes were the conservatives of the day. And I think that sort of division still exists in Israel amongst the religious people. And you can go and visit their museum and you pick it up pretty quick. You ask them, well, what does this mean? Is this, is this, is this evolution? Well, yeah, if you're not a conservative Jew, but if you're conservative, they don't believe that. <laughs> so there's still that two two divisions uh, down in Melbourne in the museum at the Jews Jewish museum there what question did they then hit the Lord with after their flattery in verse 17 tell us therefore what thinkest thou well, you know, this is a bit of a buttering up too you know we're your master you're a good teacher you don't care about what people think give us an answer to this one they thought they had him they had the Lord snared. It is, is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? This was a loaded political question of the day. They thought they had trapped him. For if he said yes, he would be not denying his messianic claims and be discredited as the Messiah because he, the Messiah, will be the king. And how can he say Caesar's king? So if he said yes, he'd be in trouble. If he said no, this is, what the, this is the counsel they took. They had, they had devised this before they got there. If he said no, he would be reported by the Herodians, who were for Herod, to the Romans as a dangerous traitor, capture him. So whichever way he put it, he was in trouble. They thought, they thought. We see their denunciation 
in verse 18. But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? They already thought, how is he going to answer it? He's got us. Has he yet? Not yet. (laughs) So Jesus perceived their hypocrisy, their deceitfulness, their wickedness, and their temptation of him. And what did Jesus say they were? Well, we've recovered that, hypocrites. They thought because he was from a backward village and an ignorant peasant as which they looked upon him from where he was, but how wrong they were, he had the keenest mind in the universe because he was the one who created it. And so their denunciation of the Lord is given in verse 18. Then their defeat. What did Jesus ask for? Give me a coin. Give me a coin. (laughs) There in verse 19. Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And what did Jesus ask about in verse 20 and the first part of 21? And he said unto them, Whose is the image and the superscription? Whose is the image and the superscription? On this penny, on this coin, on one side... It had Tiberius Caesar Augustus, son of the divine Augustus. On the other side, it had a female figure, a Pontiff Maxim. Sound familiar? Some Pontiff? (laughs) Roman Catholic. Head of the Roman pagan religious system. This was the coin. Show me a coin. The Lord knew what was on that coin. He knew they had the coin. And he knew what was coming. So what therefore did Jesus say was Caesar's claim in verse 21? And they say to him, Caesar's. Then he said unto them, (laughs) then he said unto them. This saying is still used today by people, by unsaved people. Give to Caesar his due. These phrases come out of the Bible and in society. And a lot of people that quote them don't know they're coming from the Bible. And I love that man that visited Russia way, way back when it was the United States of Russia. And he was preaching away and he preached on a a portion he he found inscribed in a wall in Russia. And he preached on that. And they were all cheering him on. You know, that's the Russian thing. (laughs) And it was a Bible verse and they didn't know it. (laughs) And they wouldn't believe that it was in the Bible. (laughs) And anyway, this is what happens today. And the times of the Gentiles will still enforce and still is in force, as according to Luke 21 and verse 24 and Romans chapter 11, 25. The Romans, the, the powers that be are ordained of the Lord. Give Caesar his due. What, what lesson are we going to learn from this tonight? Pay taxes. Pay your taxes. This is what's applicable for us tonight. Let's turn to Romans chapter 13. Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, as he said in verse 21, and 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 to God the things that are God's. When they had heard these words, they marveled and left him. I don't know that the Herodians came back again. This was it for them. Romans chapter 13. 
and verses 1 to 7. <clears throat> Mark these down. They're not in the bulletin, I don't think. I didn't put them in. But there's several portions we need to take to heart as we consider this thought. Rain it is Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Now, does it hurt to pay taxes? It does. <laughs> we don't like paying taxes. You, you prayed for this. Your fault. <laughs> no, it's in the Bible. Um, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. When did Paul write this? In the New Testament, the early stage of the New Testament. Who was in power? Rome. Did Rome love Christians? No. They blamed Christians for burning Rome. They burned it themselves and told a lie about the Christians. They persecuted, they killed, they tortured. They had to, the Christians thrown into the arena for wild animals to, to fight them to death. They did horrible things. Paul's writing this down. These things were happening. And under these Nero and others, they, the Roman emperors that followed, terrible persecutions happened. But here he said, and we have nothing, we, we don't have a government near, nowhere near. That this would be like having, living in a communist in China today, where Christians are looked down on and, and despised. And here, let every soul be subject to the higher powers, for there's no power but of God. God is omniscient. God is in control. That's, that's something we just have to accept, believe it's true. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, what are they resisting? The ordinance of God. And they that resist, resist shall receive to themselves damnation. No, if politicians read their Bible, they might get onto this case and say, look, look, constituents, this is what you should be doing. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Then the people could say, but you're promoting evil today. Christians could say that in some ways. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Now, we have to, we've had and do have every year Australians of the Year or people that are recognised in our country for their doing things for the benefit of Australians at their own cost and expense. Doctors and uh, humble people, people that make inve uh, do inventions. Do that which is good, and they shall have praise, and they do praise people that do good. They honour those that have fought in war, that have given us the freedom we have. For he is a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. You think of it. In Paul's day, in the Roman world that then was, and the control of it, if Rome wasn't in control, what wouldn't they have had? What, did, what was Rome known for doing? Roads. roads. <laughs> Everywhere. They wouldn't have had the roads to work. They wouldn't have had the safety. They wouldn't have the soldiers placed everywhere throughout the Roman Empire. They, ha they would have had chaos. They had a disorder. People would have been doing their own things. And Rome stretched right over to England at the time. They got Roman fortifications there. You see... There is a benefit, though there's a downside, there is the great benefits. Now, think of it this evening. We pay taxes for purposes. How did you get here tonight? Got here on a road. 
Have you ever built a road and the cost of it? Well, you've paid for them <laughs> in your petrol taxes. I remember, I don't know, it was a Liberal government that bought in the petrol tax to pay for the building of roads years ago, decades ago. And I thought, where's it all going? Because it was a, it was a lump sum. If, you, if you'd actually, it's for, for diesel, it's 28.4 something cents a litre. Because if you've got an off-road vehicle, which is a bulldozer, <laughs> you get that back, or a farm vehicle, you get that back because you're not using the road. But they take all that and spend it on the roads. And apparently there's not enough coming in. They have to take it from other sources to build the roads. And today you've got all these foreign companies in our country building the toll roads. They, as it were, own that strip of land right through the middle. The government gives them that permission and then they charge you a toll to travel the road so they can pay for it. And they are, they are making good money on that, if you've got one of those e-tags or something like that. But praise God for the day the freeways are all built by the government taxes, no tolls. Praise God for the toll roads too, they do make it quicker. <laughs> what, else, what other things are be you benefited daily from that is because we pay our taxes? You've got to remember this. You don't seem to appreciate it. You don't know about them. <laughs> what about the water that comes out your tap? Yeah, that's a form of a tax. Remember when they had meters on in Albury and then they pulled the meters out because we're not reading them anyway? And water was just for nothing for free and just turn the tap on and let it run. But then they brought meters in and then they started charging you and what comes in, they also meter what goes out now. And uh, it's about a $400 hit per, per quarter in the summer or thereabouts for the church as well. And you think, I remember that they put in the state-of-the-art sewerage system in Albury. They said, top of the world, top of the range. And so the price went there too, <laughs> top of the range. We pay for it. But that's for the benefit of all the people downstream too because it goes back into the Murray you to realise that <laughs> when you drink water in a chuka. You do. <laughs> but you see all these benefits and there's a lot of people doing a lot of jobs that we don't appreciate. The water works down there. Go visit if you're allowed in. I know Tim went there as a, a training plumber and all the, getting all the dirt out of it, cleaning it up, chlorinating it, fluoridating it. And some people get a lot upset about that. <laughs> I'm still alive. You're still alive. I've still got teeth. They're false. You've still got your teeth that are good. But... The, the roads, the water, the gas, the, the rates, all these things are, in, there are taxes for us. Let's thank God for it. If you go to countries where there's little taxes, what have you got? Little infrastructure. You can't get around. Potholes everywhere. Bridges that are rickety and could fall down. Let's appreciate what the government does. The government also helps people who've fought for us, who've returned injured. And they helped out. The veterans are helped out because of the, the, the service they rendered, the life they put their life in danger for our country that we might have security. The police force, we pay for that. We pay for all these things that are benefit to us. So let's not down on the government on taxes. They're paid for a purpose. They're paid for our benefit. And this is why the Bible says obey them. They're there to do good. 
Now, we know because of human nature, and especially in the government, there's a lot of people that are not Christians. majority are not Christians, but still they've got some ethics. Praise God that we've still got the Constitution we have that includes the principles of the Lord in it. And the, uh, the, if they want a republic, they're going to get rid of that. That's the big danger huh? of having, getting rid of the changing the Constitution. And praise God that these people still govern. I, you, think of the, you think of our Prime Minister. Would you like to be him? Any one of them, Labour or Liberal, I wouldn't. For the money they get, the money they could get elsewhere would probably be ten times more than what they do get as a Prime Minister. Now, the, the, the amounts are enormous and it's, you know, you think, wow. But they are there for the purpose and being paid by the public to do a work as servants for the people. And if you had their job, you would have a headache. Everything you do is howled down. <laughs> Everything they put up as a legis as a, as, as a, to put through Parliament is put down, especially when it's like it is now. One person in the one person sick or away or, or dies, that they're in trouble, the present government. And there's always that trying to compromise and, and get some issue through Parliament. And then that part, they get it through that, and then they go to the next is it the lower house? And it <laughs> gets knocked back and they have to talk with the independents to get it through, the way things are set up right now. And that's happening around the world. It's in England. It's in Germany. It's all around where these, these things are. So we've got our parks and... Who's been out to a park with their kids or grandkids recently? Who's enjoyed that, those parks? Taxes are paying for them. <clears throat> when Andrew and Rachel were out here from Israel last time, they said, you just don't appreciate what it is to be able to take your kids to a park because they're not in Israel like you got them here. And the thing down at the river was built, that big one there. And you think, oh, one something point five million dollars to build it? Yep, let's appreciate these things. We use them. And let's obey the word of God. Law and order, the, the, the court system to bring criminals to justice, as the scripture tells us here police and security, all these things that are beneficial that our government gives to us through and organises for us through paying our taxes. Now there are some areas that maybe they shouldn't be interfering in and, and that's in giving money to people that are immoral in their behaviour, giving grants like that. And that is something that they have to answer for, their business. And they're going to answer for it. Render their dues. Give them that which is due to them. We read on in verse uh, 5 of chapter 13 of Romans. Wherefore, ye must needs be in subject. Not only for wrath, not because I'm going down the road and I'm doing 70 and a 60, I'll get caught for wrath's sake and paying, paying a fine, but for conscience sake. You're a Christian. So do what's right for conscience sake. Have a good testimony. For this cause pay ye tribute also. For they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Yeah, 24 hour a day in our day and maybe in their day too. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear. Honour to whom honour. You see people today, there was a case not long ago 
where the police in Melbourne, because of the mob that was out, had to hide in somebody's shed calling for backup because the mob was so big and violent. And our Prime Minister just made a comment the other this week, wasn't it, about the African gangs. And did he cop it for calling them African gangs? The video showed that they were. He was only stating the truth. And then he got howled down, you're just being prejudiced against us. If you're doing a bad deed, you're going to get caught. They're bringing them to justice, as the Bible says. But we give honour to whom honour. What do you call a policeman when he pulls you up because you were whatever? Sir. 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, who here has argued against the policeman? I wasn't. <laughs> what happened? He just doubled the fine. <laughs> Unwise move. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> what was I doing? <clears throat> One pulled up in the... <laughs> I think I was following Sarah. Sarah was following me and she was in the car and I was behind. I was in the Tirana anyway. And they pulled up and pulled me out. What was I doing? Just following... They pulled him up and they... Yep, what's, what's wrong? Oh... I don't know if your indicator's working, sir. I said, oh, okay, we'll try it out. It was, it was just a bit dim, getting old. Are we going to render to the one to whom it is due? These are the other portions of Scripture you need to read on this subject. Is 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Pray for them. Titus chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Be subject unto them. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 12 to 17. This subject is dealt with in the Gospels and in the Epistles. At least four times we've just mentioned tonight. <clears throat> what about our schools? We didn't include them either. They're all under the government being paid, rendered taxes. Taxes being used for that. Um, <clears throat> we get a lot for what we give, what we pay out. I can say, thank the Lord for the big companies that do pay their taxes. Because a lot of what comes, yeah, a lot of it is from payroll, from the taxes that are charged. But if these, if these big companies weren't trying to weasel their way out of taxes and siphon it off to Switzerland or something, the country would be even a lot better off than it already is. But we are a blessed country with all the things that we have. Thank God for them. Render, what did Jesus say? Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Then we can think of the social security system. I, I, I didn't finish, I didn't write them all down, but they're coming to mind. Have we benefited some time from that? Yep, the, the younger people today with families are benefiting greatly from that. We're older, we got a, uh, it's called child endowment, I think, just a little bit, that uh, didn't add up to much. Today it's, you can live on it. That's how it's being, being used. And so if we're in that position, let's praise the Lord and give thanks. But let's pay our taxes because someone else is also depending on the government support. In, in that they give that in our country. Um, I don't know that they do it in Israel. I, you know, in other countries, I haven't looked, didn't even look that up. But it'd be interesting to see the benefits we have for living in a land girt with sea, full of riches. How does it put it in our in a national anthem? 
rich and rare or something. And with the mining boom, boom seems to be happening again. And some of that's through the rare earth minerals that they're finding. And new mines are opening up big time for digging the mi mi minerals up for the batteries. And just heard that Japan, the Japanese have found an island way off to their, to their east. There's just all that stuff. They are incredibly fortunate they've found that. And they're going to mine the whole thing, probably level it to below the sea, if they can do that for rare earth minerals. But we've been benefited with all these different things in our country. Remember, who was it that flew over when his little plane? Lang Hancock. Lang Hancock, yeah. <laughs> and he, he saw that stuff's rusty. Must be steel or something. He was just flying it. He was off course and he found it. And look what they found from that. And I remember when I was in high school, a technical school, doing um, projects on Rio Tinto and things like that when I was only a teenager. I, I should have twigged. That's where I should have been going if I wanted to be rich. <laughs> Up to the mines in those days, that was when they were just getting started. And I sent off to all these big companies and uh, doing a project. And they sent all these gloss, glossy pictures back to me from all these different companies. And I did an exercise on the, the mines in, in Australia. Praise God that we've got that and we've benefited greatly from it. Let's go back to Matthew and conclude. I thought I wasn't going to be long here. <laughs> but there's so much practical stuff that, may, you know, this is, this is our life. <laughs> we've benefited. When, yeah, their disappointment, in verse 22, we read it before, when they heard these words, they marveled <laughs> and left him and went their way. It's like what is said in John chapter 7 and verse 46. Never a man spake like this man. They couldn't get over how he could take something that was put to him on the spot. They thought they had him on the mat and he was able to answer them. He left Caesar on his throne and God on his throne. Now he had done them in and stumped them. The next group come up and we won't go into them, but they were the rationalists, the Sadducees. And they were going to set their trap. Well, yes, he did that to them, but we've got something better. And then in verse 34, we're going to notice when we get to them, we're going to get to the religionist. <laughs> These people, that, the third group, the scribes came up, or the Sadducees, sorry, in, where are we? Verse 34, but when the Pharisees heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, he talked to them and uh, the scribes, well, we might find another portion for them when we get to them and uh, do a little study on them. We can learn some from today. Let's learn to obey. Now, if we go out tonight, we go down the road and we see a blue flashing light in, in front of us, of course, <laughs> we'll say, I'm completely innocent. I can drive down here not guilty. <laughs> and they can pull you over and you, they'll ask for a breathalyzer and you can say what? Haven't drunk. Never drunk. <laughs> they won't believe you but no sir I've never drunk I've just come from church do you want me to blow in it I've, I've had them where I just go on because they believe you if you're dressed up a little bit that yeah Sunday night you wouldn't be dressed like that if you weren't at church because <laughs> you're not a business it's usually not on but think yeah go your way and rejoice that you're a Christian rejoice in our country rejoice in what God has provided through them 
And Canada's a benefit and a blessing. But if you have to render to, to, to Caesar the things of Caesar's, do that. <clears throat> I, haven't I, can, I, can, I can say I haven't paid a great amount of taxes in the recent years. Prior to that there were, and as I said before, in the first year of bulldozing 24-hour-a-day business and it just went great, <laughs> there, was, there was a price of a new house for tax just in the first year. It stumped me a bit. I thought, no. <laughs> so I did pay my taxes in one hit to start with in the first about six, seven years before we come up here. And then I'm um, the pastor. That's a bit different. Yeah, the, 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 you know, what did I say? Poor as a church mouse. That's it. <laughs> and, and it's a different, different thing. So you're not earning enough to do that. And you can earn. You can earn today $18,000 without paying tax. And if you've got a partnership and a husband and wife, $36,000. What country in the world allows you to earn that much before you start paying taxes? And after that, and they're even trying to bring it down. You hear them talking? They're trying to bring the down, the tax rate that people pay. I think we should say, praise the Lord, that people are up there trying to help people. You might think they're not, but they are. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the country in which we live. Thank you for the word of God that tells us the truth. That we should, though we might um, renege or oppose that, or I pray that we don't cheat on our tax form. Lord, we thank you for that all the services are provided for us. If we had to go and get the water, if do we, we had to do <laughs> go and start the generator or start the boiler, Lord, there are a lot of things we are benefited from today because we have a government organised. Lord, let us render to them their dues, as you have said to these Herodians who were snared by you, not you by them. And bless as we go our way in Jesus' name. Amen.